0: Hey y'all! Welcome to Cross Politic. It's going to be with you, Pastor Toby, Jack Knox. I'm the Water Boy. You got to stick around for the Ninth Amendment. The next sec- two David segments going to be. David Fowler. Fine. Ninth Amendment took me to civics l- lessons like ninja civics. I didn't know about the Ninth Amendment, and did you know it's more important than the Tenth Amendment? I don't know about that, but I think it is I, as important. I, I feel like I just got stood up here. On I, it, Toby should have said, "Yeah, maybe, maybe." All right. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Jeff Zucker. Step down from CEO at CNN, not this Zuckerberg. CEO, I said Jeff
1: Zucker. I know, yeah.
0: I'm just, yeah, not I'm, Zuc- just, I'm yeah. just
1: telling people, no, not Zuckerberg. That's, There's that's another good.
0: Zucker in the world. Yep. <laughs> CNN <laughs> this past week for sleeping with a subordinate Wait, and not see. reporting that relationship. What does it look like? By that, it is by far, oh yeah, that's good. Hey, I got a little, <laughs> look, he's a hero at CNN too. By that <laughs> is by far not the whole story. Oh and not really the reason why he left CNN. Jeff Zucker had an affair with Allison Gullist, okay, and everybody knew about that relationship as it actually was reported. It went on, uh, you know, possibly for a decade. Both of them were married, right? Uh,
2: I don't, well, not, to, not Not, to,
1: anymore. To other people. Not anymore. Yeah, but were they committing adultery?
0: Uh, um, That's what I'm asking. Well,
1: yeah. that I think they ha- were divorced.
0: The, the timeline hasn't been totally clear yet, but ah. they know they've been around in, with each other for a minute. All I, right.
1: I read that they rented apartments on top of one of the same apartment they did with their spouses. Yes, they
0: did. Yeah. Correct. So, but we don't, anyways, <laughs> I, we digress. <laughs> now, while Zucker was sleeping with Allison Golis, pay attention here, he was moving her up the pole. Probably a stripper pole at this point, Whoa. and and eventually promoted her to executive vice president, passing up capable candidates who were not sleeping with Zucker. Okay, so that was happening. But here is where I'm glad I wasn't drinking when you said that. <laughs> but here's where the story gets worse. Allison Golis was previously Andrew Cuomo's director of communication. And why the Cuomo brothers kind of Zoomed, you know, all the Zoom interviews, Zoomed to fame in 2020. The who brothers? the Cuomo brothers. Okay. Only to flame out after Andrew Cuomo was ousted for allegedly fondling women on the job as governor. Allegedly. Can't do that. Allegedly. Allegedly. I said allegedly. Yeah, I'm
2: just saying. And
0: Chris was ousted for his performance as journalist. And I, I use that. Terminology performance as journalist. Very useful. That's yes. not alleged. And covering for his brother as a journalist, uh, Chris also apparently had sexual al- allegations against Allegedly. him too. Allegedly, those, Allegedly. those are all right. alleged as well. Chris, after being fired, sued CNN, and now all the dirty laundry is being aired. Which is really why Zucker is being fired. That okay, is also not alleged. Follow this. That wasn't. Chris Cuomo was fired for being too friendly with his brother. But the whole time, Allison Gullist was encouraging Andrew Cuomo to come on his brother's weekly show. (laughs) Okay? Remember, Andrew Cuomo received an international Emmy for masterful COVID-19 briefings in 2020. (laughs) I can't. An Emmy. I, I, I didn't write that part. While he was sending, I didn't make it up either. While he was sending the elderly into nursing homes with COVID, he signed executive orders to require this. Which totaled about 50% of the deaths in New York, and Ouch. the COVID deaths in New York
2: in 2020. And nothing happened. Nothing's going to happen with Nothing's going to
0: happen. Yep. So he's sending COVID bombs back home. His brother's interviewing him on the- And he's winning an and Emmy. And he's winning an Emmy. And, and he's, wow. he's fondling women through this whole process.
2: Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly.
0: But here's the big takeaway. God always breaks the knees of the proud. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to see CNN kind of get the knees taken out from under them. CNN is full of liars and sexual deviants, and they believe they are the standard for for real news? Really? Mm. They are the ones that are waging a battle against misinformation? Really? <laughs> in, in this last year alone, one of CNN's producers was fired for pedophilia charges like... Gross, like seriously gross pedophilia charges. Chris Cuomo had allegations of sexual impropriety against him. Zucker went down from sexual for sexual improprieties. And while all this was going on, they were platforming Governor Andrew Cuomo as the best governor in the U.S. They were lying about ivermectin being horse-paced. They ran the fake Trump-Russian collusion stories in the last four years. And think about this. Let's just, let's just boil down just these two little simple things here. Okay, boil it down. Right, ask, ask CNN. Is ivermectin horse pace? <laughs> what did Doctor Sandia say it was? Gupta, he yeah. called it. He called it horse pace on Joe Rogan. Right. And Joe Rogan said, "I can afford human medicine." Ask seen in this, can a man get pregnant? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: They know what the answer.
0: There is. you yeah. go. It's over. Yeah. But here's the thing. God's gonna judge. God judges everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's and there's two ways you get judged under God. Either you get judged in 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 the blood of Jesus. Covered in the blood of Jesus, either you get judged in Christ, yeah. or you get judged in your own self. Mm. Yeah. And CNN is is full of liars, and this is why I'm, I'm I'm grateful for what God's doing across politics. We really do need organizations that are are full of light and full of truth and concerned for God's word and concerned on what it means to be light to the world. Yeah.
2: You know, you know, one of the things that we've forgotten is that the media, the news is supposed to be a protection information source, a journalist for the people, for the free men right. to protect them from the people in government.
0: That's what the First amendment's help all about
2: them. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why freedom of the press and freedom of speech is massively important. But when you come. Two, if you say that you got you got a house dog supposed to be protecting the chicken coop, right? And you come outside and he got feathers in his mouth.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: That's right. You no, got to shoot the dog. baby. The <laughs> you got to shoot
1: coop. the dog. Yeah. So I'm, I just I just you know just open my my, my Bible to Amen. Well, praise Pro- God. Proverbs. Do I need to get the organ out? I don't know. I'm just going to read it. Proverbs hmm. one. It's right at the very beginning, so you don't miss it. My son of sinners, entice thee, consent thou not. They say, come with us. Let us lay in wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. And let's, you know, let's, let's, let's hunt them down. Uh, Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Listen to this. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. That's right. And they lay in wait for their own blood. Mm, they are right. lurking privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy for gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof.
0: That's so good, Toby. Mm. Uh,
1: but, I mean, that's, this is like a great case in point. You know, families have this conversation. Yeah, I mean, what you're seeing as CNN is a proverbs parable. That's right. That's right. It's what like what are they after? They're after power, gain, sex, uh-huh. money,
0: and they're influence. using lies, pride,
1: yeah. and and they're doing it while hunting the lives of the innocent. That's right. Right. right? The, the lives of people. You know, they're, they're they're trying to they're trying to build their empires on the backs of innocent people. Slanders, lies. Yeah. Um, and and it, what happens? And they real it, death. It, they're actually, when you do that, you, you read that sometimes and you think, that seems so extreme. Who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, here you go. C- case in point. And when they do that, and, and this is also encouragement just to Christians, when people are this audacious, this yeah. just over the top, like read your book of Proverbs and recognize what they are actually hunting for is their own lives. Mm. That's right. That's really good. I, I don't have nothing to
0: say to that. <laughs> well, and I'll just say, in the no, end, no, no, in else the else end is death. In the <laughs> end no, no. is death. And CNN uh, never reported yeah. on Governor Cuomo sending all these executive yeah. orders, like, uh, like, sending all that, these old people to homes. That's what I'm talking about. And they died. Yeah, they they fifty percent of the deaths. They're yeah. making in New York. they're
1: are he's getting Emmys yep. off of the Dead murder yeah essentially that's right the yes. death sentence against all these yep. elderly our parents our grandparents. Yep. The people were are supposed to honor and protect. And so wh- who
2: are they hunting? They're actually hunting their own lives. They got feathers in their mouth.
0: That's, <laughs> <what they got. laughs> That's, That's right. One. That's good. Noc.
2: Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who is a pro-choice Democrat who doesn't believe that children in the mother's womb have the right to live. We should just stop there and say, what? Yeah. She's recently spoken at the Congressional Executive Commission on China, uh, February 4th, this past February 4th, because of the Winter Olympics that's going on, saying that the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party is attempting to use the glitz and glamour of the Winter Olympics to showcase a facade that distracts from global attention from the egregious human rights abuse that is happening right now in China. The
4: Chinese government once again attempt to distract the world from a decades long campaign of abuse and repression. But the United States and the international community know the truth. The People's Republic of China is perpetrating a campaign of gross human rights violations, including genocide. Over the next two weeks, it is our urgent wow. moral duty to shine a bright light on the many human rights violations being perpetrated by the host nation.
2: Urgent. Genocide. An urgent, urgent mm-hmm. Steve moral Steve Kerr couldn't even say that. An urgent moral duty. Remember that. An urgent moral duty. Don't forget that. Shine a bright light. We are about to. We are about to see just how urgent and how much of a moral duty it actually is. Pelosi has asked for no official presence of the United States or any other nation, or representatives of a nation, in China during
4: the Winter Olympics. Make no mistake, our athletes should participate. They've trained, they're disciplined, they've dreamed, they've aspired, they've worked hard but this year we must celebrate them from home as they compete in China. Not We're only- gonna
0: celebrate you from home.
2: Right, so not only is she um, uh, asking officially that we not be there in China during the Olympics, but this urgent moral matter that she seems to be very concerned about, she's asking our athletes that they need to share the same fear
4: as the oppressed people in China. I would say to our athletes, You're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless.
0: Just dribble your ball. I know
4: there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. (laughs) I respect that, Mm, mm,
0: mm.
3: but
4: I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputation. Shine a bright light, but
0: not
1: too
4: bright And if, if this we is we, the
0: same thing with the mask, you know, just, just wear the mask. Don't, don't, don't just, uh, speak out against shut up it. Up and, just set up and wear your mask.
2: And if we learn nothing else in 2021, above all things in this urgent moral matter, don't forget urgent moral matter. Mama Pelosi wants you to remember to be safe.
4: It's hard to fathom how they could choose a country like China to host the Olympics, but they have. And we wish all of the athletes well. We wish them safety and that safety includes, don't for one moment believe anything the Chinese government might tell you about freedom of expression. Or CNN. You take a risk, be safe. (laughs) In closing,
2: read my lips.
4: If we do not speak out against human rights violations in China because of commercial interest, we lose all moral authority to speak out against human rights violations anywhere. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh.
0: It, it, Don't speak out, speak out, right?
4: <laughs> so, yeah, so th- we have to shine
1: a bright light on this moral atrocity, right, right, genocide. Right. We're cheering you on, but don't say anything while you're there. Urgent moral matter. Because, and then if we do not speak out. We don't have any
2: moral authority. We don't have no
1: moral authority. <laughs> so compete over there, but have no moral authority. Wear you your mask. So?
2: See, now you're becoming a Democrat. That's very good, I'm glad you understood that. <laughs> <laughs> What we've actually soon forgotten is masculine male leadership and how important it is. Remember President Ronald Reagan, he stood boldly in front of the Soviet on Soviet soil, right in front of the Berlin Wall, right? And he and he <laughs> this iconic symbol yeah. of that time. Yeah. And he said this
5: General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace. If you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Wow. If that wasn't enough.
2: That's cojones. Secret Service is tripping right now. I know.
0: They're sweating.
2: He's
1: not done. Oh, he's not done. He's not done.
5: Mr. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev, teared down this wall.
2: Wow. He's not wow. fleeing, not asking for representation. No, he's on the ground in front of the wall. Okay. I, I, when I saw this and I understood what was going on, Nancy Pelosi, where we currently are, what we used to be with Reagan. All I could think about was Steve Lawson.
5: Give Give us some men who know the the truth. truth. (laughs) (laughs) And who will declare the truth. And who who will stand stand with with Athanasius Athanasius and Polycarp and 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 Calvin and and Luther and and Whitfield and and Edwards. And And who will declare from from the housetops. That the, that the gospel is the power, the power of God unto salvation.
2: Wow. We've, we've, we've lost men, and a certain type of man. This is a short short clip and then I'll be done. This is a short clip of Ronald Reagan who was giving a speech and out of nowhere a balloon pops. Watch
5: this. Openness and democracy that have marked the history of this city. America missed me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Didn't flinch. No, no,
1: no,
0: no, play it again
5: we again. Like, like, okay The openness us. and democracy that have marked the history of this city. Amir missed me. <laughs> missed me. <laughs>
0: It sounded, it sounded like didn't a gun. Flinch. It was a balloon, it, and he didn't even flinch and just said, "Missed me, missed me." So here's, wow, a, try
2: again. There is so much to this Nancy Pelosi thing. Had he
0: been shot before this? I can't remember. I think, I think so.
2: This was one that's, one even, that's even uh, uh,
0: that's even more ballsy. That's probably why. Yeah, I, mean, probably, I, mean, I mean, I think so. I,
2: I think this is after. He had been already yeah. shot But I would You know Me and Gabe were talking And there's a lot That's wrong with Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. I mean you got yeah. the She's pro-abortion She doesn't mind Babies being killed in the womb She's a person In the last year Shut down the whole country And supported shutdowns Wearing And hypocrite and Hypocrite stuff, yeah. because Hypocrite of, right? yep. uh-huh. And then Then she's talking about. I mean this is like What we just got to Talking with CNN Right This is hypocrisy yeah. Guarding the hen house right. The dog with the feathers y- In the mouth yeah. but, but then Yeah Pelosi's got Feathers in her yeah, mouth Yeah exactly exactly. But Gabe asked a good question So then what do you do What is your Ronald Reagan run Right now If you had to go over the, To, China. to, well, to so, China So you're an athlete the, yeah. What's your Ronald, no, no, no. Ronald We're not even that. If you're a okay? leader If you're the okay. leader If you're a, you're the Pelosi, president If you're if the, the president pre- yeah, yeah let's well, run as president
1: Well it's, I mean I'm I'm not president But If you were I'm, I'm, but There's the thing I mean there's a pretty striking contrast here Ronald Reagan makes that speech. Is that is that in Berlin? Yeah, that was at the yeah. Berlin wall, right? the wall. At the Wall. Berlin Wall. Yeah. He's there. Yes, yeah. he is in person. Yep. And he's going toe to toe with Gorbachev. Yep. Yeah. And saying, "Tear this wall down. Open these gates." Yeah. Wow. And um and so there's a contrast. Pelosi's here. Yep. And like y'all go over there and and compete. We're going to be over here. And and I actually think it's pretty um awful. She she just said basically. Um, we don't trust the government. <laughs> they might harm your families. <laughs> and we're going to be over here with yeah. a laser light pointed in, um, what's his name's eye? G. G. His, we're going to shine a light in his eye, Yeah, which is probably pretty annoying. While you're there. While you're there, yeah. be careful what you say, because it oh. could harm your families. But we're going to be over here saying it's awful what they're doing over there. While we're over here safely in our country. Um, that's, I think that's... That's the... That, that's, that's spineless. Yeah. It has, it's, it's cowardly. Uh, I mean, I'm grateful that she's saying that there's bad things happening over there. You, I mean, you've got... I mean, Pastor Wang Yi is in prison for nine years just for preaching the gospel,
3: mm.
1: right? Um, so, I mean, I, I think, and, and, you know, starting... There has to be something with more... Here's the thing. Leaders... Stand between their people. Come and on, threats. you better preach, man. That's right. You better preach. They stand right. between man, people and their threats. That's right. What what Pelosi's doing is just the opposite. Sending the women and the children. Yep. Effectively. Yeah. Um, the vulnerable over to the where the threat is and That's saying, right. You go and be careful what you say over there so they don't kill you. Yeah, we'll start a fire over here while and you're over. We're there. gonna be over here just stomping our feet around and saying they're really bad. Yeah. Um, it's the opposite. Of masculine leadership. That's exactly it's the right. Opposite of biblical leadership. A, a, a godly man is the one who stands between his people, the people that God's entrusted to him, and the threat. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to be a husband. It what's what it means to be a father. It's what it means to be a pastor. It's what it means to be a leader of every any, any sort. Stand between your people and the threat. So I, I don't. I mean, I think you know. I understand that there were actually a number of objections to having the Olympics in China. Yeah. Yeah. I, I not yeah. I don't know. I didn't for what for twenty years I didn't, been, I didn't follow the drama of it all um my guess is there's a lot of money involved probably in the fact. You mean, that like the it, nba you know
2: Maybe. i don't know <laughs> but
1: um you know i i think you got to figure out a way to get between your people you got to stand with your people yeah you, This you, is, you right you, i mean i mean i get it i mean there are i mean her, her point is true there are people who have been training for their whole lives for this and, yeah. it's, and it's a big deal um but um, really at the expense of, you know, um, the, the lives. I mean, they, they murder their babies in China. You got the Uyghurs yeah. Um, forced labor and, yep. and, and rape and all the rest of it. Yep. You've got pastors like Wang Yi in yep. prison, Christians yep, in right. prison. Don't forget. For preaching the gospel. Here's the last thing I thought of, though, and, and this isn't really an answer to your question, but this is just another uh, another rabbit trail. It's just that, you know, don't forget the fact that um, the united states and canada is more like china than we've ever been in our lives yeah yeah, yeah which is why we can yeah.
0: that's right we, we cancel we silence we arrest people we for murder rights we murder we, we, we kill babies in prison. yeah we uh-huh. kill babies i mean so we do population control
1: i mean there, there's also a sense in which i'm not sure i don't think that nancy pelosi has any moral authority mm-hmm. right right uh, god has just been gone god <laughs> you know i think there was a time in which Um, You you were saying this earlier when we were talking before the show that um, there was a time in which I think there was a respect for the United States, a deep respect for the United States. And I think it was – and the the thing that people don't understand is the basis for all true authority is moral authority. Yeah, that's right. It's because God's given it to you. It's because you have God's blessing on your house. But when when you don't have God's blessing anymore, you might be the head of the house. Mm Mm-hmm in name in person uh-huh. but you don't have moral authority anymore if you're not following god and then and then you're like trying to get people to obey god yeah they're like why would we you know your, your actions speak louder than your words yeah and yeah. it's the same thing with america america's lost its moral authority we murder our babies we say that dudes can be girls and, and dudes can have babies and the, the, all this nonsense and the, and the nations of the world know that that's insanity yeah and and you know people like Putin and Xi are, you know, they're laughing. Yeah, The, the, yeah. the Muslims are laughing at us. Yeah, um, And because we don't have the, the, the blessing of God on our, our country anymore, that means that there is actually nothing stopping those kind of nations right. uh, from, 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 from taking us down. If, if you don't have God's blessing, you don't have defense. It doesn't matter how big That's your bombs exactly right. are. It doesn't matter how big your
2: guns are. Have you not read history? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's giving up that moral authority. Gabe had my brain spinning, and so I I wrote down like four things that I thought would be really important. I want to know what you think about this. Um, if I had, if I was in some form of leadership, even Pelosi's position, yeah. I, what would your Reagan move my be Reagan for China? Move, yeah, yep. it would be request yep. by, by request bipartisan show up at the Olympics. Everybody, yeah. I want yeah. mayors there. Yeah. Right. I want everybody right. I can get. I want famous people yeah. there. I want as many yeah. people there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Politicians there okay. because I want to make sure we get covered. They know yeah. that we're standing there with you. That's a biblical principle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I want to tell my athletes. The second thing I would do is tell my athletes, win golds. Speak bold
1: yep. Yeah That's
3: right Win goals Every chance you have They you put a know, mic in front of your face You,
2: st- you say Jesus is Lord say
1: Jesus is Lord Release Pastor Wang Yi And quit messing with the Uyghurs yep. We go Athanasius
2: right. mona baby Free Hong yep. Kong That's we, great We going all the way I'm in with I'm with you I'm with you And then the third thing I would do I have four things Invite every journalist Small and large That I can get my hands yeah. on Here in America yep. YouTubers I, I, Whatever But and and three is setting up number four Because number yeah. four Is my ace in the hole I want all the journalists Small YouTubers I want you all to American government's coming there with you. You guys show up. Shine that light. For the purpose of my fourth uh, ace in the hole, I would contact every Bible-believing church that I could. And request that they focus all service. of their missions. I would ask the SBC. Yeah. I would ask the Presbyterian. I would say focus all your missions for this short time in Beijing. Sharing while the gospel. Right. And yep. what I'm going to do. Street is, preach. Uh, street preach. Get Keith Darrell out there. I'm going to make sure that my journalists yeah. are the ones filming everything you yeah. do and everywhere you go and document the whole thing. So that yeah. we God has given us the opportunity right. to get inside of Canaan and take out these giants. And you're fleeing?
0: Right. Yeah. That's good. No, we That's run good, in Knox. there and really
2: we just good. blast this joker, clean yeah. off its hinges. Yeah, anyway, you you so want the Olympics? Yeah,
0: yeah we can take run it. you some Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> rent, rent rent a building while you're there and hold a church service. Right. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And sing and, some songs. And
1: encourage all the yep. Bible-believing Christians That's in China. China. Yeah. yeah. show up. Yes. That's right. I mean, there's there's so many Christians in China. You want to yeah. like for one week and get rid of yeah. underground church? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Yeah. have them all out. You know, we're coming to town because yeah. you invited us. Yeah, and we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna be worshiping Jesus while we fight yeah. and, and and while we while we seek to win the gold.
0: Amen.
2: We got and the eye of the world. If, if Paul saw this moment, yeah. To preach the gospel, like, for you mean <laughs> you're inviting us in? <laughs> you think come in for a couple weeks? That whole is time
1: right. And, that's good, Knox. Yeah. we're that's,
2: not gonna take this. Where's your organ? <laughs> that is right
1: here. Come on,
2: come on. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, man, that's an opportunity.
1: That's good. Yeah, Don't don't miss that opportunity. Using a smartphone or computer opens the door to a host of digital temptations. Oral authority. Yeah. In a world saturated with pornography and other harmful content, what's a Christian to do? We need to take a proactive approach welcoming transparency in our digital media choices and accountable to you. The number two, the word you, makes that easy. Their accountability software shares detailed activity reports from all your devices and your kids' devices in real time to the accountability partners that you choose with accountability in place your family can effectively guard against temptations online and live with purity and integrity that's the moral authority we're talking about right? you want to lead your family well make sure that you're walking faithfully in purity Amen. learn more and try it free at accountable the number two the word you, dot com forward slash flf
2: mm. You guys don't want to miss this next segment. Ready to go to civic school? For real. Recovering the Constitution, using the Ninth Amendment to restore civil liberty. This is going to be... Quick quiz.
1: What's the Ninth Amendment? Yeah, you might want to look Look it up up. on Google. Be ready.
2: You won't find information like this anywhere else. David Fowler is going to be up to talk about his new book next on Cross Politics. I'm ready to go to school. You ready? I am. I got my pad and everything. going <laughs> to
1: take notes? Welcome back to CrossPolitik on the one and only Fight laugh Feast Network. Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Remember those days? I do. Yeah, just yesterday. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could, get this, do the job. Not for people who had the right political views. Redballoon.work, www. RedBalloon.Work slash FLF, even better, is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Mm. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. Is that really (laughs) just having fun? If you are a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on RedBalloon.Work. If you are an employee who's being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current... Zeitgeist, post your resume on redballoon.work. Get out of there. And look for a new job. www.redballoon.work forward slash FLF, the job site where free speech is still alive. That's www.redballoon.work slash FLF. Man, it's a shame
2: that we even have to have an organization right, like amazing. this, right, but we right. do.
1: We're here. This but, is where we're at. Want to work for someone who believes in math, <laughs> go to redballoon.org.
5: <laughs> Slash FLF. Don't forget the Believes the
1: sky is blue. And there's biological men and women. And gravity exists.
5: <laughs> wow. Hey,
1: we are very grateful to have with us today, Mr. David Fowler, President yeah. of FACT, Family Action Council of Tennessee. Following law school, Mr. Fowler practiced law in Cincinnati and Chattanooga. And in 1994, he successfully ran for the Tennessee State Senate, where he served for 12 years. Oh, wow. Watch out, guys. He's like a... He's a ninja. Yeah. For four years, he also directed the Center for Law and Government at bryan college teaching classes in political philosophy and jurisprudence after leaving office in 2006 mr fowler worked with leaders from across the state to form the family action council of tennessee that's fact to protect the interests of families with respect to state policy and to educate the public about the importance of a family friendly culture Mm. he is the author of the books the politics of loving god courageous truths for contentious times and loving god's political oh yes (laughs) absolutely just hold on also recovering the constitution using the ninth amendment to restore civil liberty and he just told us a moment ago that his latest book is called the naked court that may be rated pg-13 but he uh it's and it's available on amazon and it's about the supreme court yeah it is It is. david (laughs) thank you for joining us on cross politic
6: Hey, it's great. And, and listen, I thought Zig Heist got fired from CNN the other day. Zucker oh, did. Zucker. Oh, he said Red Balloon, and if you're tired of Zig Heist, and I thought they fired him. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was subtle bad humor. I'm, they,
2: so they had to close down the whole company to so, stop so that. So, but.
6: in other words, to extend your ad, Red Balloon is not... An executive search firm for uh, some of the big main mainstream media, right? That's, that's, no, yeah, no, right. no. When wouldn't works, wouldn't Zucker work. would
0: get hired through Red Balloon. You know.
6: <laughs> no. uh, speaking of people getting hired and
0: fired, um,
1: I hear yeah. that you um, you agree with President Biden. He he said. He said, "In recently about looking for his the, the United States Supreme Court replacement, he's looking for a candidate who has. I mean, in addition to being a black woman, a <laughs> judicial philosophy that is more of one that suggests that there are unenumerated rights in the Constitution. All the amendments mean something, including the Ninth Amendment. And and you and you you sent us something where you said you you think you agree with him.
6: Yeah, actually, uh, I, I do." Sort of. But, you know, the <laughs> devil believes in God. And um, and, and so there, there is a sense in which the devil would agree um, with uh, with God. So, yeah, I agree with Biden. The, the, the thing that caught my eye is, um, you all know, I've, I've written this book about the, the Ninth Amendment and I'm using it in uh, our state legislative processes. I've used it uh, in the United States Supreme Court in briefs most recently. Um, on behalf of uh, Coral Ridge Ministries and D. James Kennedy, okay. who are suing the Southern Poverty Law Center. And uh, the Ninth Amendment does say that we have more rights than those that were enumerated in the first eight amendments. Right. The key, though, and where the difference comes, and where Biden and I disagree, is that he wants a justice who will make up these unenumerated rights and and use those unenumerated rights to then strike down and hold unconstitutional uh, state legislation. Right. In, in fact, the Ninth Amendment could be a way around the reversal of Roe versus Wade.
3: Uh-huh.
6: It, when you think about it, Roe versus Wade was decided under the 14th Amendment as part of a woman's liberty under the Due Process Clause, which uh-huh. talks about life, liberty, and property. Well, let's assume in Dobbs they reverse and say the 14th Amendment has nothing to do with abortion. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is say, well, the Ninth Amendment has unenumerated rights, and one of the unenumerated rights is the right to abortion, and there we go. We have it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So so explain that. It's obviously not what the founders meant by the Ninth Amendment. They were not trying to say, you know, and whatever else you think up over the next few hundred years— Until you bring your civilization crashing down, feel free to just make it up as you go along. What did they mean by, so this, I I actually just pulled out my constitution.
2: I noticed you just had it right in your pocket. Just like, you know, I'm a pastor. You don't have a tie on, but you got the constitution in your pocket.
1: I got my constitution. So, you know, it says the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. What, what does that mean?
6: Well, that's a great question. And, um, let's just, you don't really have to be a lawyer to understand it. Although a lot of people, you know, their eyes kind of glaze over. Oh, it's the constitution. I'm not a lawyer. And I, and I've asked them, I said, can you <laughs> I kind of make a little joke the other day? I said, can you name me at least two decidium Christialis that exist? <laughs> oh, no. And, and they said, I've, I've never heard of them. And I said, well, that, I just need you to name two. And they said, well, I, I, I don't know where they are. And I said, right. You can't enumerate what doesn't exist. Yeah. I was clearly trying to deceive you with my <coughs> decidium cristialis. Right. No such right. plant as that. So when you think about it, it's saying, okay, the enumeration of rights is implying that there was something that existed already right. that we knew. Mm. You mm. can't enumerate what. What doesn't exist and you can't enumerate what you don't know exists. So even if it exists, if you don't know it can enumerate you can't enumerate
0: it. Yeah. That's helpful.
6: Okay. So
0: so what what is that outside standard? What are those enumerated rights that they're referring to?
6: All right. So well, well let me just finish the sentence there for just a moment. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. For okay. Toby, because he's a preacher and this is probably a little harder for him to get, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, I'm gonna drink some uh, I'm, of this. I'm, I'm,
6: a, I'm, I'm sorry, you're my host. I should be not <laughs> <laughs> No, we love it. I like it, it's great. <laughs> oh, you like it.
2: <laughs> Just don't do that to me.
6: <laughs> no, no. So it's referring to the fact that we've enumerated some, and that's the first date. Yeah. And it says, but don't don't construe those. The fact that we've enumerated some to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Now now Biden took the the, the word others. And he took the word enumerated and he says, we have other unenumerated rights. So actually the words he used, other unenumerated rights, isn't in there. But the implication is that there are rights that aren't enumerated. And it says, though, they're retained by the people. Now, that's that's something Biden doesn't want to think about either. He wants them to be retained by federal judges and made Mm, up by federal judges. That's right. That's right. Not retained by people. And and so, what the founders were doing is they said, you know, we've we've had a lot of conflict over the last several centuries over rights. Let's start out with uh, King John and the barons and the Magna Carta. Right. And and here are eight of them. We want to make sure y'all don't forget over the next few hundred years.
3: Mm
6: no establishment of religion. We're not going to let you do that. Congress. We're not right. going to let you inhibit the free exercise. we got freedom of the press. We got the right to bear arms, no self-incrimination, right to a jury trial, no quartering soldiers in your home, blah, 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 blah. No, no excessive bails. Okay. Eight, eight rights. And they said, but listen, those, those are the biggies. Well, make sure you don't forget those, but that's not the exhaustive list. Mm-hmm. So, um, the framework for that. Now, going to your next question is, well, where do you find them? Now, what Biden wants is a judge that'll find them in his head somewhere.
0: Right, he wants he <laughs> wants the judge to define what those enumerated rights are that aren't listed in the Constitution that are retained right. by the people. Right.
6: That's right. right. By, by essay, I will write down for you what these new ones are, <laughs> mm. which is essentially what a court opinion is. Right. Okay, mm. and then we're gonna use that to strike down some act of Congress, or most likely some act of a conservative state that, you know, it's like Idaho and they're passing all kinds of crazy conservative things. And it's got to be violating some, right? Surely. Right. right? Right. So, so, but the, but the thought was, well, okay, these existed somewhere. You couldn't have enumerated them. So where would you go to find them? Mm. Well, the founders would have gone to what was called the common law.
0: How do you know that?
6: Well, but uh, in part because I went I went to law school, although I didn't really learn that in law school. But <laughs> but the Supreme Court most everything I know I did not learn in law school. <laughs> that's uh, kind of. It's kind of scary. I have a doctor of jurisprudence, but I didn't have a class in jurisprudence. So that's pretty Ooh. good.
3: Uh,
6: uh, yeah, the professor was old and died, and they just didn't have one to, to offer for three years while I was there. So oh, that's, anyway, that's funny. But um The the common law is essentially what most all the states are, and the Supreme Court has said that the Constitution was framed in the nomenclature. These are their words of the common law. Okay, Supreme Court has said, and these are post Fourteenth Amendment cases. So this isn't like I'm going back to 1789 or something. These are Fourteenth Amendment, and they said that the Constitution must be understood and necessarily interpreted in light of the common law and its history. Okay. So essentially what what that would be the equivalent of for a theologian is mo- learning modern-day Greek and not learning ancient Greek, you know, the, the text back then.
3: Okay. It's the same
6: thing as, as the evolution of the word gay in, in my lifetime. Uh, you know, I used to sing this old uh, chorus song, see that brother dressed so gay. And we were referring to a homosexual, we were right. referring to the his clothing. Right. So, so the Supreme Court has said this was the nomenclature, the common law. That's how it was written. If you want to understand what it means, you need to go back to the common law. Okay. Don't use today's modern interpretation of what liberty meant or modern interpretations of what persons meant or or property meant or the second offense means all these words in the constitution the supreme court still even to this day this year has gone back to the common law to say what does this phrase in the constitution mean mm. now biden wants to jettison all that yeah because who wants a living constitution tied to dead people mm. right See, the common law is tied to dead people like William Blackstone and Coke and Pufendorf and, and, and all these scholars over the centuries that helped develop the common law. And what the common law was, was essentially this. There's a dispute between two people, um, and, and it can be any kind of dispute, a, a property dispute. You're, all of a sudden, Choc- Chocolate Knox says, hey, you, you got your fence on my side of the yard.
2: I've seen that before. Uh,
6: <laughs> or on the back 40, I found you built a little hut back here and this is not your property. And so you'd go to court or you have a contract where, you know, you, you're going to pay somebody to do some services. They do it and then they don't pay. All that's common law. We operate according to the common law every day. Uh-huh. Your restaurant transactions are common law. You don't have to go get a permit from the government to buy a hamburger.
3: Mm, so, right.
6: And now, they may have to get one to sell it. But uh, and you see the fallaciousness of this with the little kids selling uh, lemonade, you know, yeah, on the sidewalk the department help comes in and all that. Yeah, But we yeah. operate under common law all the time. And what the court would say is, okay, we've got this dispute. So in the book, I give this example of the guy that goes into the restaurant and he realizes, whoa, this is way too high priced. I can't afford anything. I'm just going to have a bowl of soup and a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And and they bring him a lobster dinner, five courses, the whole thing. And he says, hey, hey wait a minute, I, I didn't order this. And he gets up and leaves. He didn't get his soup. He didn't, And so the restaurateur Susie says, Hey, you came into my restaurant. And he said, but I didn't offer to buy a lobster dinner. I offered to buy a bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. And the judge would say, well, what's, what's the right thing to do here? Did he steal something from the restaurant? No. Did the restaurant mean to give him the lobster dinner? Well, no. Well, if it was a contract, there was actually no agreement between the parties and for a contract, there ought to be an agreement. So you don't have to pay for it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's how the common law would operate. But, but behind the common law, this is what's so important for Christians to understand was the belief that there was a God who had established a law pertaining to all things that he made and the relationship of all things to one another. So I would say, for instance, there's a law pertaining to rocks, just to keep it simple.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Rocks are great for building roads and, and, and walls, and bridges but they're not very good to eat because that violates the the god-given law of rockness you know Mm, that's
2: metaphysical like what this metaphysical structure what is it to do yeah yeah
6: right but he established a law for human beings okay and 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 then that law was for human beings was made such that it also worked in our interpersonal relationships okay so he made us male and then he said okay that's good but I'm not going to make another male. I'm going to make a female. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make her from the male so that there's this sense of the unity that is God in their ontological being of, of, of humans, but I'm going to make her distinct, which also reflects the Trinity. Mm -hmm. And so there's now a better picture of the image of God of unity and diversity. We're both ontologically the same, but the male and the female are, are different persons like, The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he says, and then we're going to join them together to create a unity of these distinctives in a social bond as opposed to just a biological, ontological bond. And now they're going to produce yet more distinctives. And we're going to unify those distinctives in a thing called family. And now I want you to fill the whole earth because it's going to take a whole earth full of people to even begin to picture the fullness of the beauty of the image of God. And I'm going to need some bald headed guys and some short guys and, and fat guys and really handsome guys. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know. So, so there was that law. And, the, and the, so they then looked at the 10 commandments and they said, okay, we shouldn't be stealing and we shouldn't, uh, we should honor our fathers and mothers. And so they, they, in essence, looked at, at life and over time, they began to work these things out using scripture and the fact that there's a God who has created as sort of the plumb line to figure out what those rights were, mm-hmm. to be able to distinguish between a gift and a contract,
3: mm. uh,
6: to distinguish between uh, a trespass and an ownership of property. Okay, and and so. That was what the common law was. And it was said that when the judge issues an opinion and says, you don't have to pay for that lobster dinner, the judge was not telling you what the law was. He was telling you what he thought the law was. Hmm. In other words, the judge's opinion was not the law. Right, right. There was something behind the judge's opinion Uh on which he based his decision Yep. Okay, and a later judge could come along and say, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, though." Same situation as before comes in, orders soup, water, gets a lobster dinner. But this guy, instead of leaving, he eats the whole lobster dinner, mm-hmm. and then walks out and doesn't pay. And the restaurateur sues, and, and the belly full uh, eater eater says. Well, but the last case, he got the lobster dinner and didn't have to pay. And he, he said, yeah, but he didn't eat the lobster dinner. You ate it. <laughs> so there's there's a difference here. And so it wasn't that that judge was wrong. It's just that now we see the law changing to say that you, you, you can't order one thing and then accept the benefits of something and then not pay for it.
0: Right. Right. So, David, to help me here, yep. you're arguing that common law was formulated over um, – Centuries of biblical precedent and kind of case law w- w- working its way out, and right. then and then you're saying when the Ninth Amendment refers to enumerated rights that aren't listed in the enumerated rights in the Constitution, you're saying that's they're referring to case law.
6: That's right. You're you're going back to say, what did what did the common law say were the rights that existed as of 1789 or whenever the the bill of rights was adopted huh. but but think about the old testament you know it was the same thing all the it's case
0: case law, law right yeah you
6: had to compare the well he said if the cow breaks through the fence but what about a goat that breaks through the fence well i, I think it's the same thing you right know? right okay so if so you're if you're
0: borrowing if you're borrowing your buddy's lawnmower and it breaks it's on you if you're renting your buddy's lawnmower and it breaks it, the, the buddy has to pay for his lawnmower. Because
1: the rent paid for it. The rent
0: paid for it. Yeah. So th- th- that's example of case law in Scripture too. Right.
6: So, so that's what the judges were doing. But behind it all was the God who had established these principles. Yeah. So okay.
1: what's, what's the uh, – what's it's connected to this is the idea of what I think you call them and it's commonly referred to as these are called pre-political rights. Yeah. And then, and then um, contrast that with positive law.
6: Well, um, a positive law would say that, um, uh, um, you know, you you, you have a, a right to paratroop off of the Empire State Building if you get a permit for it. I mean, nobody has the right to go up to the top of the Empire State Building and just, oh, I think I'm going to parachute off today, let's say. <laughs> that would be a positive right. It's declared, you know. Um, so we have, for instance, laws about freedom of speech. But you can't just speak anytime, anywhere you want to, so to speak. I, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. I can't get my bullhorn and go out in the middle of the neighborhood at 3 in the morning. Yeah. So I don't have a right to go do that. Now, if i want to go stand in the street and talk to myself, that's great. Go ahead. But get a bullhorn and start yelling and playing music. Okay. If I'm going to have that kind of right, somebody needs to permit it, let's say. So, so, so a positive right would, would be one that is created by man. Okay, but now I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a little tweak in here. The Supreme Court once used to believe and they've said it, that even statutory law is based on the common law. And the purpose of the statutory law is to make more clear the common law Mm -hmm. and remedy any defects in the common law. Now, let me give you an example of that. Um, I'm, uh, living here in Tennessee and my family's all from, from Idaho. And that's where the family farm is. I get married here in Tennessee 40 years ago and dad's about to die and he needs somebody to come back and take over the property, milk the cows, harvest the corn. And I go up there and the next thing you know, my wife dies, nobody much knows us. Right. And, and somebody's got to inherit that property. So the question is, how do I prove I was married versus just living in sin with that woman? Mm -hmm. And who's going to get the property? Well, the minister that married us, he's dead, actually. He really is. I can't go get him to drag him up to to Idaho and testify. And none of the people that were my wedding are in Idaho. And so how am I going to prove all this? Mm -hmm. So states created statutes for licensing. This is what the Supreme Court actually said. In 1888, to provide a record of marriages and evidence of marriage. Because you can't wait for me to go find witnesses, drag them to Idaho, have a trial. By then, the cow's udders have burst and the corn's rotted in the field.
2: (laughs) Yeah, It's funny how we've perverted that law.
6: (laughs) now, Now the Supreme Court says your statute was not correcting defects in the common law because that's what the common law would have required. Bring in the family Bible. You know, bring in the minister, bring right. in some people who are there. Yep. And, uh, this is too much trouble in this modern society. Um, you know, people move around too much. I mean, everybody would have known that was old Sumter property because they've lived there for 50 generations, right? But now we're moving around and coming home and nobody knows us. They may have never met you. And so, the, so the, the states created these statutes. The Supreme Court in Obergefell in 2015 forgot all that. They forgot that the statutes are actually just trying to make clear the policy that already existed that there is a thing called marriage yeah. to say you created marriage. As if we repealed a marriage license statute, a marriage would be abolished. It'd be like, well, I don't even know what a marriage is anymore. We don't have a license statute. <laughs> I mean, can you, can you picture that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what most states do. Right. You can't get married without a license. So, presumably, if positive law statutes are strictly creations out of the mind of a legislator, if they repeal the statute, marriage would be go away.
1: Mm, interesting. There
6: be any such thing.
1: Yeah. So, so the, the original idea of statutory law is to just make clear what common law already granted, what, what's already granted by God. So marriage is granted by God. Right. State didn't create marriage. They created a licensing program system in order to just identify, these two people are actually married originally, and but what they've done in jettisoning common law, now they're saying basically um, all there is is statutory law. All there is is positive law, meaning that's the only kind of law there is. Is if is if man gives you something, and then if 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 the licensing goes away. Marriage has gone yeah, away,
2: and and to say, yeah, exactly, and to say that we are the ones who grant you marriage, right, right, yeah, exactly, so now, That's, yeah, 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 we're right. we're God, yeah, yeah we're yeah. God in this situation. Yeah. Um, David, could you you got time to stick around with us do another segment because I have some more questions. I want to get to back to with understanding this, the the foundations of where we're at. I don't think we understand what civil liberties are at all, and I kind of want to get back to the foundation. What are civil civil liberties? That we have well, and, and why and is
0: the Ninth Commandment uh Ninth Commandment. Ninth <laughs> not, Amendment. Wait a second. Wait, Gabe. Not, not taught. Amendment. Amendment. Yeah. Not taught. And and I want to know why is it so important? Yeah. This, this to me. This to me I'll I think is, is more it's important taught. than we realize.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, we, we, have to stick around. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> save it. He going to find out why it's not taught. Next, when David Fowler, go right now to Amazon recovering the constitution, using Ninth Amendment to restore civil liberty. There should be a bunch of books like this out there right now. The left's yeah. gonna try and get it. You might as well get it first and understand what's going on. More cross politics mm-hmm. coming up next. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied
6: on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information.
0: Man, I know, I know David's trying to simplify things for me. Still it, it still seems
2: hurt. a little heavy. You know what, though? No, it's all fitting together for me. Oh, It's actually like, oh, that makes sense of this, and that, But you, basically the last segment was everybody's a theonymous.
3: And we've forgotten that
2: we've all been theonomous and everyone needs to and, baptize their babies, and everybody needs to baptize <laughs> their children go, because the covenant is true. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's just, that's
1: welcome back to Cross Politics <laughs> with the one and only David Fowler yeah. coming at us from Tennessee, and he's taking us to law school here yeah. right now. So you know, this is
2: I mean, common law school. I mean, what is the subtitle of that book? Uh, using the Ninth Amendment to restore civil liberty. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Yeah, I, you know. So I almost call. Is it okay to call you Doc Bishop? You know, <laughs> okay. uh, Mr. Lawyer or whatever. L- you, know he's, you know he's
1: also a choir director. Are you oh. really? Oh, okay, How no, about I, that.
2: You know what? This makes like sense. Like hip hop or what? Director. Ma- no, th- this makes sense. The armies of the Lord always uh, went out with the choir in front of good. them. This is starting to make so, sense. So so
0: everyone knows about the Tenth Amendment, but I like I. I, I don't so think anybody
1: knows about the Tenth Amendment t- when we first went
0: about? on no, our our. Our conference uh, last year, our Fight Life East conference last year in October, we got to sit down with David and and George Grant and kind of talk about some of the stuff. And it was really the first time I was kind of introduced to like the Ninth Amendment. I'm serious. I, I felt really ignorant. About the Constitution, I know the first, I know the second, I know the third, I know the fourth, and then I jump. I know the fifth, and then I jump to
2: the tenth. I, I focus on the fifth, the thirteenth, and the fourteenth myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I
0: don't,
1: yeah, I, you know, I think most people do. <laughs> I don't think people know about the tenth. David is died over that yeah, one. Thank you, that. David. I, I think. I think uh, you know. I think some Southerners know about the tenth.
6: That's right. That's right. God's <laughs> country, <laughs>
1: but uh, uh, people jump, don't know about jump it. Jump in there, David.
6: Can I say something here about the Tenth Amendment? This this is uh this is interesting to me. Dr. Grant, when when we had our our podcast and the sound was kind of kind of bad there, but um, but he had said you need to remember there was a preamble to the Bill of Rights. Most people don't know that. That's right. And the preamble stated the reason we're giving you these uh, amendments, these that became the Bill of Rights, is is because people were afraid that the powers of the federal government would be misconstrued, they'd be construed too broadly, and the next thing you know, everything would be nationalized, and we'd, <laughs> we'd all of our sense of liberty at the state level, mm. civil liberty, mm. you know,
3: yeah.
6: and, and so uh, they said, these actually, these amendments are being offered as further declaratory of the restrictions on the federal government, okay, now he pointed that out, so the way I look at it, is if you'd say, okay, let's start. There's the introduction. What follows is is to further clarify the restrictions that exist on the federal government. Mm. Number one, no religion, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. Get to number eight. Then number nine says, and just in case you think this list of enumerated rights is all there are, federal government, there are more. Mm. There are more restrictions on you, federal government, than those first eight. Wow. But we're leaving those in the hands of the people. We ain't giving them to the federal government. Now, see, Biden wants to give them to a federal judge. Right. We're leaving them there. The Tenth Amendment then is the capstone that parallels the preamble that says, and by the way, the jurisdiction over these rights is reserved to the states or the people. Wow. So you see how they fit. Number nine is saying, These are some of our rights. We have more rights. Jurisdiction to protect the rights is to the states and the people.
0: That is so helpful. Wow. I I don't think I... I, I'm looking at the preamble right now. I haven't (laughs) Do you have it? It's blowing my mind. Yeah. Read it. So the preamble, the convention of a number of states having at the time of their adoption the Constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers, the further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added. And as an extent, the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure the benefits ends of its institution. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, okay. okay I, David, it was written to restrict.
2: David, can I just push back a little bit? Because I can hear it right now. My left, the end part of me, the little liberal part of me, is yelling out, "Yeah!" But that's the preamble. Preamble isn't law, David.
6: It it, it explains. It's sort of like saying, "Well, we don't care what the Declaration of Independence says. Well, we we do, we do. <laughs> we care. We print the preamble of the United States Constitution too."
1: Right.
6: Now, some people like Nancy Pelosi want to say, "Oh, the preamble talks about the general welfare of the people, so we can just do everything. We can pass Obamacare right. because of the preamble."
2: Yeah, see, that's what I want to get to. So this is where it gets to civil liberties, because, you know, when I opened up your book and I started going through it, I was expecting you to jump right to the Ninth Amendment on chapter one. You didn't do that. The first chapter is how the United States Supreme Court killed representative (laughs) self-government.
6: Yeah, that's the same language for the naked court that it's damnable. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Wow! <laughs> and then, and do then you, you like the Supreme Court? <laughs> then, but then you start off and you start explaining that people don't have a concept of what civil liberties are, and so you yeah. could you really kind of go through civil liberties and define that for us?
6: Yeah, um, of course. There's there's a sense in which we all have a liberty under God, right? Yeah. And um, uh, but everybody's liberty runs into everybody else's liberty.
3: Mm. So,
6: have to have some kind of civil liberty as opposed to just all personal autonomy. Uh, Covenant liberty. We're not all godlets living in our own little universe, or if we are, our universes collide all the time. Mm. We have to have some way to have civil liberty. Now, the whole idea behind the common law was it was trying to develop civil liberty by saying, how do we deal with what God says people are, human beings are, and the nature of human relationships – and they said, there are certain basic things about, about being human that you have a right to in the common law, personal security, because God made us. I have a right to my life, my limbs, my body, my health, and my reputation mm. that, that, that encompasses who I am. I have a, I have a liberty to be myself. I have a, a liberty of movement. Okay. That was, that was the real word liberty, which is distinguished from civil liberty. Uh-huh. So when the 14th Amendment refers to life, it's referring to one aspect of the right of personal security, the life part. Wow! Not referring to the limbs, the body, the health, or the re- reputation. See, those rights would be among the other unenumerated rights, you see? Yeah. Uh-huh. All of a sudden you said, oh, well, it doesn't say anything about me taking a brick and bashing knocks over the head. Uh, we'd say no, no, no wait, a minute, wait a minute. That's part of his body and his health and his limbs, and that's among the other unenumerated rights here. Hey, you can't do that. The state should pass a law to say don't hit people with bricks. You know that's bad. Okay, and and then uh, of course you're a libertarian.
0: You're giving me the libertarian argument right now.
6: Well, no, I got to put it in civil liberties context. I'm just I'm just saying. So I had a right to 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 my body and all of that, yep. and and those are private rights. Mm. In other words, I have a right to not have Toby do those things to me. Not just the government can't do those things. Mm-hmm. He can't bash me in the head. Mm-hmm. It's not just the police can't bash me in the head. Toby can't bash me in the head. And so that right should be secured. And And then the idea of, of, of interpersonal relationships, the common law said, well, there are three main economic kind of relationships that, that we found over the centuries are in the nature of things human beings do. One's master and servant. It's not a term we like today, but it's employment relationships, right? Uh, I'll do this work, you pay me something. Mm-hmm. So the second one that's fundamental to the nature of our being human is husband and wife. That's just what people do. Right. The third fundamental relationship, and interestingly, they call these economic relationships from the law standpoint, <laughs> was parent and child. Yes. Yeah. See that goes back to the example in the last segment that we needed to know who's going to inherit the farm when I die. That's right. Okay, and and who are the who are the proper heirs? Was the wife my wife, or was she just you know my lover buddy? And the kids are they legitimate or bastards? What are they? Who gets the property? Mm-hmm. So so those were the three rights. None of those rights are actually enumerated in the Constitution. Right. Now the Fourteenth Amendment, which Knox likes, right, says that that (laughs) I can't take his life, his liberty, or his property without passing a law as to what is a wrong. Okay, and then by a fair due process, proving that Knox violated the law, and then I can take his property, his life, or his liberty, and put him in jail. Right? Okay. So, so that's how that works. So, if you think about the Ninth Amendment. The three fundamental rights at common law and the three fundamental relationships at common law are nowhere enumerated anywhere. They are among the other rights retained by the people. Now, civil liberty, going to the point of of Knox, is so how do we now uh, interrelate to each other? And they're still taking this fundamental belief that God has established a law of human nature Mm -hmm. pertaining to our human nature and our human relationships, and they're working them out. So let me give you another little example of how this happened. We have child support laws, right? I can't just get my wife pregnant and then run off with my secretary once I get through law school, right? Well, somebody didn't sit down in the legislature and say, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be a good idea if we made David pay some child support. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's pass a law so that he doesn't do that. The common law would have said, "Well, that's already the law." <laughs> the very nature of human relationships, when you enter into a marital relationship or you procreate, right. is that there are certain things that are true to that relationship. And Sonny, you need to pay for your kid.
0: Right. It's covenant All we
6: law. The statute was codify. See what we we're talking about last time. Yeah. The common law. And then when judges were all over the place about how much you had to pay and what percentages of income, the legislature said, "Let's fix the, let's correct the defect." You know, in one part of Idaho you're paying ten percent with this judge, and the other judge you're paying twenty percent. Let's just have a statute and everybody has to pay five percent of their income, uh, but but not less than this and not more than that. That's how it worked. So, Knox, what what civil liberty means is not liberty to do whatever I please, Mm -hmm. an autonomous liberty, which is the way we think of it today.
0: Libertarianism. Yeah.
6: yeah. It is, how do we have a civil society and have as much liberty within the confines of civil society as possible? And the founders did several things to affect that, to protect it. One is they said, we're not going to allow the the executive and the legislative and the judicial branches to be merged in together uh, or, or for one to take over the other, they're all going to be equal and independent. So when there's a dispute between uh, me and Gabe over the property line, the court will decide that. And and they're free to decide that, but then I'm free as a legislator to come along and say, well, if that's what the judge thinks, I'm going to pass a statute to change how we understand what property ownership is. And they were free to do that. Mm-hmm. Then we said, we're going to also delegate only certain powers to the federal government pertaining to our national sense of unity. Mm. And we're going to have states that will be sovereign in their own rights as to everything else. So really, this is a beautiful, if any of y'all have ever read, um, uh, I do what his name is, Rush Dooney's book, The One and the Many. Yeah. Yeah our founders, whether they were consciously doing it or not, saying, we need to mirror our government after the triune God. There is no foundation that's laid for anything other than what's laid in Jesus Christ, who reveals to us the triune nature of God, the unity and the distinctiveness. And so we're going to do that. We're going to separate powers. We're going to separate governments. We're going to have a national unity, but we're going to have 50, well, not 50 states. They didn't anticipate that. And, And that will protect liberty, you see, so that if, for example, um, uh, you know New York had wanted to say that, well, we don't think a a man and a woman can marry until they're both at least eighteen, that that ought to be the common law rule of when are you competent to to know what you're doing. But but uh, South Carolina could have said, you know, we think that's fine at fifteen, and and you see how that liberty would work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was the so case.
1: That was the case with with uh, religion even at, at, the, at the founding. I mean of of the is it correct that of the 13 original states like I think 9 of them yeah, nine. had established churches
0: and denominations, that, established yeah, denominations yeah, basically. You know, uh, yeah.
1: state-funded churches in their states and and not that not necessarily I think that's a great idea but nevertheless it was allowed and even sure. though the federal government wasn't allowed to establish uh, a religion for the for the whole country.
6: That's right. Well, actually in Tennessee, our constitution was adopted our current one in 1870, which is after the Civil War. Right. After the, okay. And ours says that you have a right to bear arms, except that the state may regulate arms, the bearing of arms, for the purpose of reducing crime.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah.
6: Now, I was asked when I was running as a legislator, you know, do you think, what do you think about the federal right to? you know, bear arms and I said, I think it's great, it's a federal right, but you know, the Tennessee Constitution, because I believe in federalism, actually says if the legislature thinks we got too many Yahoos down here running around, they can right. do to prevent crime. Well nobody liked that. Yeah. You see what, what tends to happen, and I hate to say this, is we want everything nationalized that we like. Right. Yeah. And we don't right. want anything nationalized we don't like. Right. Yeah.
2: Oh, you can stop talking right wow. now, David. <laughs> you can you can just shut your webcam off and go back to whatever you were. <laughs> <do> right now. <laughs>
6: uh, here's what I would say to that, Knox. Our problem is that our Supreme Court is the body national. nationalizing right. yep. yep.
2: That's how they. That's how they killed federal uh, right. individual uh, government. That's, right.
6: it, that's how they like created abortion. That's how they created same-sex marriage. Right? They say here's a dispute, and rather than the states decide, you know, what to do or amend the Constitution, we're just going to do it as judges. That destroys civil liberty. Yeah. Because no longer are we being represented by those that we've chosen to help make the laws to govern our interactions with one another. So,
0: how does the Ninth Amendment? Right now, how is it functioning in our country, and how, how, how is it protecting us? I don't, I don't think anybody knows about it's this not, amendment. <laughs> it,
6: no, it, it's not functioning. I, <sighs> I went back to my constitutional law book, and we never covered it. And, in fact, um, <sighs> the reason in part that we don't, here's, here's the reason, is because the Ninth Amendment, really, the only way it makes sense is to understand the common law and to believe in the common law. And the only way the common law makes sense, really, is if you believe that there's the law that precedes the the announcement of the judge.
0: Right. That's right.
6: And we don't believe in that anymore. So mm-hmm. why would we teach an amendment that we really can't teach? It's like, why are we teaching the Bible now that we actually literally prove there's no God? Why are we still teaching this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's no transcendent law, which the Supreme Court said in 1938, there is no transcendent law. Well, that does away with common law. So the, so the Supreme Court said in that same case in 1938, well, yeah, there's still common law, but it exists only by virtue of the authority of the state, and the only authority mm. is the state. Wow. That's why I wrote the damnable book, yeah. or the naked book, yeah. to explain <laughs> we rejected all concepts of God in 1938, and when you do that, then this thought that there's an antecedent, precedent, pre-political law with enumerated, you know, and unenumerated rights, it just doesn't make sense to the modern mind anymore. Right. So it's, we don't teach
1: it. And never forget that when when you banish God, you haven't actually banished God. You're actually you're, – you're Switching. You're, you're, you're gunning That's for right. his job. Like That's you, right. you want to be God. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and when there is no transcendent God, then the state – you know, and the state says, well, we're the ones making up the law, the state's saying we're God.
6: David, that's right. So what I actually said in that, in the book, the naked court, is I said, the Supreme court in endorsed polytheism. Yeah. <laughs> there is no national transcendence. There's just the transcendent authority of the state and there are 50 of them. So that's polytheism. Right.
2: Okay. So David, here's what, you know, after reading your article that you sent us and then going through the book, uh, it seems now that while the ninth amendment has only seen maybe like, I think I've, I read that the Supreme Court does not like to bring up the Ninth Amendment at all. They don't like it because no one really knows how to interpret it. And the yeah. ones who do are almost afraid to bring out it's like, you know, there's this common law. <laughs> you know, they know that's coming for them. Um, but but what I'm seeing now is that the left and the liberals are have their eyes out on the Ninth Amendment in order to be able, at least what seems like what Joe Biden was doing in order to be able to get a hold of this thing before anybody knows what it actually is. So they can twist it to work for them. So we got to, that's what it seems like is that's about to happen. That's a
6: play. Mm. Well, that, that's essentially what I said in the commentary. Whoever gets to the Ninth Amendment and defines it first wins for the next several generations.
2: Wow. You said several generations.
6: Yeah, because it'll take a while yeah, to, uh, I mean, to look clear. how long we've been dealing with abortion. Mm-hmm. For, for, for 48 years, right? Mm-hmm. And we're still not arguing in I don't know if I, I know I didn't say this to you. I listened to the oral arguments. If you listen to the oral arguments in the Dobbs versus Jackson women's yeah. health case, not one time by any party did anybody even ask, Who's a person under the 14th Amendment? Oh! Hmm. Now you would think with six justices who all refer to originalist, textualist interpretation. If the right to abortion comes out of the phrase, no person shall be denied life, liberty, or property without due process of law, the first thing you'd want to make sure you knew is what a person is. Yep. Oh. That was sure. never discussed, not even by the Christians. Mm. Oh. There were brief. Free- by leading national Christian organizations, I won't mention their name because it should be embarrassing to them, who said we should support the Mississippi law because we now know that babies can hiccup in the womb at certain ages and suck their thumb and feel pain. Now, my question to you would be, if you're that Christian organization, what principle interprets that data, those facts? Mm. Is it because they're human? That's why we don't kill them? But if we didn't know they were hiccuping and sucking their thumb, it'd be okay to kill them. Mm. So until they can suck their thumb and hiccup, we can kill the baby, right? That's the argument the Christian organization made. Oh,
2: David, you gotta help me here, because this is this is infuriating. How do we recover yeah. this? How do we, because, you know, when you see something this big, the first thing you yeah. want to do is like, it feels almost impossible. But that's just when you see something like this, you got to say, well, praise God, we're getting this information. We're, we're finding out that God has given us a weapon to fight with that we didn't even know about. Yeah. Right. right. And so you can't you don't just start wielding a weapon. You don't know. You have to practice it. So how are what, what are legal ways? battles?
0: Maybe we can, yeah, pitch, how, how you
2: can know? We pick the right battles, yeah. the simple battles to see, start implementing the Ninth <laughs> Amendment yeah. in some small areas so we can start seeing yeah. a, a huge snowball.
6: Well, um, for one, at least our organization was involved with two briefs using the Ninth Amendment in the Dobbs case that said, wait a minute, you've only looked at the 14th Amendment. The Ninth Amendment says there are other unenumerated rights that are retained by the people. One of the rights not enumerated is the right to life, and that belongs to all persons. So you've construed the 14th Amendment wrong. (laughs) Okay, period. Yeah. Now. Uh, somebody found out about this argument um, and um, uh, D. James Kennedy Coral Ridge Ministries has sued the Southern Poverty Law Center and Amazon because they called them a hate group and and they wouldn't put them on the websites and all that sort of stuff. So they sued and they've been kicked out of court along the way because of New York Times versus Sullivan. Y'all may have heard of that case, but it essentially says that the freedom of the press is so important This is what the United States Supreme Court said in 1964. We have to have a robust press. And so unless you can prove, if you're a public figure, we need to know what's going on with our public figures. Um, Unless you can prove that it was actually false and was done with malice. Now that's getting into somebody's head, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Then you can't recover for defamation or Mm slander. Okay. Now, So so D James Kennedy that 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 ruling for public figure for public officials began to expand by the court to include public figures. So for instance y'all would probably be public figures today given, you know, the, the breadth of your audience and all this stuff and who knows you. So I could just say anything I wanted to about the fact that, you know, y'all get together and do some unseemly things here and so on and so forth. And as long as I say, well, I didn't know it was false and I wasn't trying to hurt him because I was trying to actually help people know who they were listening to. Well, y'all can't <laughs> recover, right? You know, yeah. So the attorney for D. James Kennedy heard of this argument and called and, and said, could the ninth amendment apply here? I said, absolutely. Cause part of the fundamental right, not enumerated retained by the people is to personal security, which includes your reputation. Right. So I filed a little short brief that says you cannot construe the enumerated right freedom of the press to deny or disparage the fact that we have other rights. And you just wiped out my ability to protect my reputation. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. You can't do that. And in fact, if we'd gone back and read Joseph's story, who wrote the first commentary on the Constitution, the youngest man ever appointed to the Supreme Court, the right-hand man for Chief Justice Marshall, we would have read that he said, of course, the freedom of speech is not the right to go out and slander people. But see, we don't ever go back and read the old stuff. Hmm. We don't even think about the old stuff. We're not taught the old stuff. So I wrote that brief. So we're going to do it with marriage. In the next couple of weeks in Tennessee, we're going to propose that, that a man and a woman can marry without having to get the consent of the government. Now think about it. Each of you guys probably, you know, went to somebody and said, can I marry your daughter? I mean, most likely that's what we did. I did. Yes. But, but, but you know, <laughs> the reality is she could say, yes, your, your spouse, the parents could say, yes, your parents could love it. But, hey, if you don't have a license, I don't care what you do in the church service, and I don't care how many of y'all agree, you're just not legally married. Mm. So, actually, one of the partners to your marriage that you need to get the consent from is the government, and that's true <laughs> in every state. Mm. So, we're going to say, no, no, that's not true, and we're not going to make our ministers have to sign the government forms and bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's form of marriage. <laughs>
3: wow. Wow. You bet, yes. Amen. You, you know,
6: between yourselves and your minister can charge you, Solemn you, threaten you, you know, yeah, (laughs) Toby, you start beating on your wife, me and the other, we're going to come see you. Okay.
1: That's right. right.
6: Now what you do is you go down to the courthouse and you file a record saying me and my missus just got married last week. So instead of the government telling me I can marry, and then you have to sign all these government forms and your preacher has to sign them, and then you have to return them, we're going to say, no, we got married, thank you. We just want everybody else to know now we're married. Yeah. See, that goes back to the original Supreme Court case that said the statutes were created so people would know who's married, not to create marriage. That's right. So mm. that's why I'm pushing in front of the Tennessee legislature.
0: So so last, last thing, and then we got to go here, but how does this Ninth Amendment apply to abortion?
6: Well, my argument is simply that the right to life was retained. It's not, it's not an enumerated right. And all persons, meaning those whose life come from God, that's what the common law said. You're, you're not a person because the statute got passed and said, everybody gets a birth certificate, it's a person. No, I'm a person whether I got a birth certificate or not, right?
1: No. Yeah.
6: So the state of Tennessee is saying, well, that's among the unenumerated rights. It was retained by the people. Under the jurisdictional provision of the Bill of Rights, the Tenth Amendment, my state can protect the life of all persons, and we're going to do that. I tried to get the legislature to pass it, and they wouldn't do it. Instead, we're worried about helping and burping and moving around and feeling pain. Oh, but wow! But that's how it applies. That's the brief yeah. road.
1: And and your and and your goal here with this, just I'm going to throw this out there: is um, we want to get. Um, Every state, any state we possibly can, to have representatives willing to sponsor bills that would um, appeal to this common law um, on the basis of the Ninth Amendment in order to begin building precedent in this country um, of appealing to... What we're talking about is God's law. Or even
0: recovering some precedent, exactly, not just building. Exactly. But that's the, the
1: goal here. What you're doing in Tennessee, we want to see done in, in every state. And presumably, it's going to be in a. In a we, we want conservative states that are willing to recognize the legitimacy of the common law, of God's law behind it all. Yep. Um, in order to recover that that precedent, um, and your and your your point here, uh, overarching is that uh, you know a number of the the leftists and progressives are beginning to eye the Ninth Amendment as a way of sort of establishing a precedent of a a p- purely yeah. positive law, purely yeah. human made right. law. That the only kind of common law there is is the kind that we, we ha- that mm-hmm. we've made up as a state, right. um, rather than appealing to God as the author of our of our common right. law. Um, and so i'm i'm so grateful for what you're doing yeah, there david and really um good. and this is i mean sort of a uh, appeal to the whole audience out there um get david's book yes. Recovering yeah. the constitution get the book naked court yeah read up on it send it to all your representatives and start asking so them good. to appeal to, to to establish law based on the ninth amendment appealing to the common law
0: i feel like i just went to civic school you know i feel
2: like we just had a revival
0: yeah. <laughs> i feel refreshed and
2: david thank you so much for joining us yeah. brother I, I, everybody needs to run the ninth amendment play but first start by getting the book and yeah. yeah yeah thank you for joining us appreciate you man if you're single get married if you're married go have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until next week love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross Politics.
1: you've been, you've been we've been doing pre- Political rights from the get go. You yeah. tell them this every week. Every every week. Every That's week. right. Hey. Love God. A- and, and it's, claim, it's, it's love God. your
0: neighbor. Claim your
7: yeah. p- claim your rights.
0: And Jesus. I, I like covenant law.
7: American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies,
5: literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their
7: days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe
5: spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation. You are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you'll be treated like an adult. You're responsible for paying your own
7: rent and developing your own grocery budget, or going hungry. Get a shot, or don't. Mask up, or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates
5: from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life, but rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, and education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground, not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind.
7: Yes. Most of our best teachers are dead, but our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness, and beauty to all who live around you.
5: Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood, in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho where you will witness
7: men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them?
5: No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is.
7: After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.